Looking for a great way to support the show? Become a patron. Head to geek30.com and click support the show to donate money directly to us. We will be sure to give you a shout out on the show as a token of our gratitude. Every little bit helps. Again, head to geek30.com and click support the show. Cheers. Coming up on today's show, Robo Beer Delivery. You're looking a bit blocky. Merc with the mouth takes too long to get dressed. Y para español, marque número dos. Your emails and more on episode 60 of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. Welcome back to another episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour, where we drink a toast to all of the geeky things we're passionate about. Today's March 5th, 2017, 2017, 2017, not 2016, but 2017. 17, 17. <laughs> I'm Alex, and here's JoJo. Hello. How are you doing today, sir? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good. I'm on the right date. I don't know where you're at. I, I don't even know where I'm at. It's been a crazy weekend. I uh, spent a little bit too much time drinking at the uh, at the Little League Champs show. There you go. I've heard um, some stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all we're going to leave it at, because holy shit. I'll bring um, it up later. Don't worry. Yeah, so... Um, just a quick reminder, uh, quick housekeeping items. Go um, give us a like on Facebook and be sure to check out our website where all the goodness is at. We got a lot of really great blog posts at geek30.com. And uh, we are recording live. Hello, all the live people. Hello. Woo! All right, there's everybody live. Um, we are at Heroic Aleworks, and joining us is Leon and Tim. Tim is the owner of Heroic Aleworks. That is correct. And Leon is the true brains of the operation. Let's be real, Tim. <laughs> I try. I do what I can. <laughs> so Leon is the uh, is the brewer here. Um, thanks for being on the show, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. So um, we've been taking a tour of the place. You guys got an awesome operation. I remember going over to your house, Tim. JoJo and I <laughs> stopped by your house back in, God, it was like. This was almost a year ago. Almost, almost. a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. When you, wow. This was this whole thing was coming into fruition. Yep. Um, you guys were just brewing beer in your garage. Yep. Yeah, it, it was just the garage set up for a while because um, I think we had we had just started construction um, and so it didn't even get a chance to come down uh, when you guys first came out but uh, yeah so it's uh, it's been that long already the, oh my God. the other brewer had just <laughs> put in his two weeks as a police officer before he came on board oh, that's yeah. right yeah so yeah so that was probably that was probably closer to yeah that was probably closer, yeah, pretty yeah, closer that, to a year yeah, yeah. yeah almost about a year, a year. Wow. yeah yep. Yeah, so, and then, Leon, you've been doing this for a while, right? Yes, yeah, so I've been brewing for about four years now, four and a half. Uh, I started off at the District Chop House and Brewery down in D.C. Uh, I was there for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. The first year was unpaid. So uh, oh, wow. I was uh, I had a whole lot of stuff going on back then. Uh, I, so I had a full-time job. I just got out of the military. I had a kid on the way. I uh, just bought a house. Somebody, life was coming at me pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but then I graduated, graduated, if you will, to uh, Capital City Brewing Company in Arlington. Nice. Um, started up there part-time, just yeah. washing kegs and driving the truck downtown to deliver kegs. Uh, that eventually t- turned into a full-time job. And uh, my brewer at the time, my head brewer at the time, Chrissy Griner, she, uh, her and my head brewer at Chop House, uh, Barrett Lauer, are... My, my so-called my my beer mom and dad if you will yeah, yeah. You know, those, those, two, those two taught me everything that I know about professional brewing yeah, I love it um, and Cap City turned like I said Cap City turned to a full-time job uh, by the time I left there um, I was kind of rising up in the ranks a little bit so I was starting to kind of stretch my legs a little bit um, 
So I had pretty much free reign to do almost what I wanted to do, uh, which is awesome. I had a Maybach on at the time, I had a Jalapeno IPA on at the time. That nice. was just two killer beers. And those are, I mean, that's that's almost like advanced. <laughs> like, I think of like Jalapeno, was, like spicy, t- like yeah. that's some, there's some risk in there, that. There's some risk in it. Some trigonometry. It, it turned out really, really well. I mean, I was actually, my, my first time building a recipe, I let alone a, a, a spicy beer recipe like that. Uh, I did a lot of cask work, which is, a, is an English-style way of brewing, just uh, have unfinished beer and putting jalapenos or honey or just yeah. that kind of stuff into it and trying to change up the profile of it. Love it. And uh, I got lucky enough to to brew something like that on the big system and turn out pretty well. And then uh, I actually met Tim at uh, n- another friend of ours, uh, Forge, for their, was it the one it was, year it, anniversary? It was, it was their second year anniversary. Second year anniversary. Yep. And... Uh, uh, Talked to those guys for a few minutes. Heard they were open, but brewery were very into comic books and the video games. Like, man, this is right, right up my alley. Hell yeah! <laughs> what do I need to do to get into this? And, Every and tech bar. Exactly. Right. It was very easy for us. I mean, so because yeah. we, I mean, we were just kind of hanging out and talking, and then mm-hmm. just a friend, you know, a common brewing friend of ours introduced us to Leon. He's like, yeah, he's Leon. He's up at uh, Cap City, and so we kind of start talk about what we were doing. Yep. And uh, you know, just and we I think just Leon and I just clicked so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of you know. Just you know, military background. You know, immediately just kind of like just really just got along. You know, when you like first meet somebody, just like, that, that real sister's going to hit it off. Yeah, it was really exactly that kind of situation with Leon. And so we, um, so my wife Kate was there as well. And so we started talking and just so, just really just gelled very quickly. Um, so then we started talking about you know the possibility of him coming up and um, coming to work for us as a brewer. So uh, we did a uh, basically a kind of a live brewing interview. So, yeah, yeah. So we had exactly what that was. we had so we had a brew day in my garage. Yep. <laughs> and, and invited Leon down to come and uh, brew with us for the day and just kind of hang out and talk and just kind of think, you know, because, I mean, it's, it's one of those things from a, a brewing perspective that you really kind of have to have a similar philosophy when it comes to beer. Yeah, um, yeah. And beer is so, I mean, it's at its base, it's, you know, it's four things. It's, you know, water, hops, barley, and yeast. Um, but the variation within that of how you approach making beer is very, very, very different and making sure that you've got somebody with whom you have the same philosophy about making beer is really important because I mean you and I could probably think of Leon at least five six other breweries we know where people split because they yeah. did not have the same approach to beer, yeah. <laughs> and, and and for that reason only. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like you know, like been band split. Up. It's like you know, we had artistic differences. Yeah. Well, very similar in this respect because you can go way different directions with making beer. So it was really obvious when Leon and I first talked. You know, because because I have a very particular philosophy about brewing uh-huh. that um, a lot of it actually it kind of turns some brewers off because um, you know we stick at heroic very very closely to the science of brewing to the discipline yep. of brewing. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of places that make amazingly fantastic beer but they kind of approach it in more like what I call jazz brewing (laughs) (laughs) so there's there's a lot of improvisation (laughs) there's a lot of oh well that might not work but you know whatever so it's but you know and and it's not that there isn't a lot of room in the brewing community for all sorts of approaches to it but it was one of the things where Leon and I shared that philosophy we had a whole day of brewing together it's like okay this is going to work out just fine yeah Um, yeah sure because we've thought very similarly about it and you know and just even beyond the beer like you said Leon I mean, you guys are a couple of nerds, just like JoJo and me. Like, yeah, yeah you guys much. Exactly. like the comic I, books. I think Tim's got to be bet, uh, beat on the on the nerd part, though. Yeah, Tim, <laughs> Tim, what do you got? You got a sleeve of something on your arm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if we were talking about overall dedication to, um, or I guess the permanence of our geekdom. So, I, I, have a, I have a sleeve tattoo. My wife has a half-sleeve tattoo. Yep. Um, so, my wife's is actually a lot 
I mean, mine's good. It's a, it's a beautiful piece, but hers, like, she actually designed part of it. So, because she's got really cool. Because she, she has because her shoulder is the Winter Soldier shoulder. Yeah, like actually has the star and the metal on it. And then she designed she designed her own rest of the tattoo in Gallifreyan. Yeah, that she actually researched the saying and then actually designed yep. the Gallifrey and that, herself. And that for those <laughs> folks who may that may sound familiar, they're like, wait, what is that? That's Doctor Who. Yeah, like, the language you know. the, the language of the Time Lords. Um, and then mine is basically a uh, Japanese watercolor um, motif uh, that tells the story of uh, Thanos, uh, Lady Death, the Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, everything nice. that all the Avenger movies are starting to kind of yeah, yeah. come so he, together and create. Yep. He's got that tattooed on his arm. How freaking nerdy is that in the <laughs> yeah. best sort of way? Yeah, absolutely. I so, love yeah, it. No, no, no. We, uh, I think the, I mean, our, our main philosophy here at Heroic is that we don't half-ass anything yeah so if you're gonna gonna do something i mean if you're into something or if you're like you're gonna dedicate any time at all to bothering doing something like just we don't we don't have assets so yeah that that goes with our brewing it goes with our dedication to you know the the universe in which you know we've kind of created our brand and like all those other things that we really kind of care passionately about you know we don't mess around with it like you know we don't just casually go to cons like you know we no your wife is a cosplayer it's like i mean we wear really really massive costumes yeah we don't just go to ren fest i wear leather armor yeah wife makes. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't got to that part yet. Well, we just haven't made you any armor yet. Right, that's true. That is true. Uh, that's true. So, yeah, so it's, you know, so it's, 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 it was kind of a sharing of the philosophy that, you know, we don't mess around. We stay focused on every aspect of it. And then, I mean, you know, obviously then like, you know, the, the, the veteran aspect was important to us too, because yeah. it's one thing that we were really dedicated to. So it was just, you know, just hitting it off, you know, really well personally. And then just like, you know, just us having as, as, as good a relationship as we have, especially around brewing too, because, um, because, you know, I'm a brewer as well, not as experienced as Leon in any way, shape, or form, but, you know, I, I know enough about, you know, recipe design and things like that where Leon and I can really collaborate on some things, and then a lot of times it's just, you know, he's got an idea and, like, you know, just, just runs with it. Um, yep. So it's, That's it's, killer, it's, man. That, and, you know, that, that sort of synergy is, is definitely... Um, noticed in the beer that you guys have made, and and I think this is a great segue. Let's let's talk about the beer that we're drinking today. Oh, hello, Geek Study. It's beer time. Today's beer is brought to you by Heroic Elwork, located in Woodbridge, Virginia. Yes, and we have a flight of six beers that they have on tap right now. Um, and hey, in the audience, who's drinking what? Hey, Christian, what are you drinking? Master Heist, the ESB. What are you drinking? Mind Trap. We have. Um, Root beer over there. Root beer. Still nice. good. Mom Still, good <laughs> Still good, though. Hey, Root beer is awesome. Neil, Still beer. What are you drinking? What are Neil. you guys drinking? Drinking. Porters. We got Max Nix. Max Nix. Death Blossom Red Rye. All right. We red got, we got pretty so much like, everything. everything. We've just, we just covered almost everything we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There he is. Um, All the above. And the very first beer that we have um, on this flight is Celast- Celastia? Celasta. Celasta. Okay. It's a German-style Kolsch. Um, now, this is part of the, the this is cool thing about this whole uh, thing that they got ho- going on here at Heroic Ale Works. Every single one of their beer is a um, is dedicated to a superhero that they've created, and they're creating comic book series, um, a comic book series, I guess, based on all of them kind of combined together. Right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So the whole idea is they that, do that justice. I think. Yes. Oh. No, 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 no. You're just spot on. All spot right. on, Alex. Uh, so the whole idea is that um, each one of the beers has its own either superhero or supervillain um, character. So the so it was you know, the idea was 
just kicking around trying to figure out who we're going to be as a, a brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started off with one brand idea that was pretty, you know, generically craft beer. Um, but the more we kind of thought about it, the more we were like, that doesn't really, that doesn't say anything about who you know we were as people. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, and that combined with the, you know, the difficulty of naming beers, period. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's really where the idea came from. It was like, well, beer names are so hard anyway, um, and yeah. so we were just kind of brainstorming. And we saw, you know, we had a you know a bunch of comics on the table at home. We we're like, well, what if we just did like superhero names, and like, well, what if we just did like superheroes? Well, what if we did comic books? Well, like, what if so? So, it's just, so, so it, the whole thing kind of snowballed. So then, so then, really, what kind of solidified the whole idea for us, and really, what kind of led to, um, you know, the whole heroic Elworks brand was this idea then of the our five all year styles being like our our good guy team. You know, yeah, like show sure. our Avengers our Suicide Squad. Well, I guess not a Suicide Squad, but well, uh, if we're talking <laughs> good be. guys, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Still, like, you know, our main core team yeah. of yeah. heroes. Then and then, because those were you know mainstays and would be around all the time. And then mm-hmm. just like you know the old school comics, like you know the sixties and seventies, where you just had like you know one random you know villain pops into like the Avengers, and it's like you know Lizard Man. You know, it's just like you know, so you only had to have one you know version of this. You know, villain. They weren't going to show up again yeah. unless they were really cool, and then they showed up later in later in the series. Sure. So, uh, so it's really where we came. You know, it's really kind of where we went with all this, and it also gives us an opportunity to just have fun with our stories. And that and that's perfect. And um, you know, they've got like these are legit looking like comic book. You actually had a comic book artist. Oh no, no. So I mean, so, I mean, for all in, for all intents and purposes, we are publishing comic books, and yeah. it just so happens that the characters that we happen to have in our comic books, we also have a brewery that we make beers for. <laughs> So I mean, you can look so at it. So you're almost running like two businesses here. You're running a well, comic book I mean, publication and a brewery. So, so we're not necessarily trying to make any money off the comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's simply it, it, you know, it, for us. It, it's it's fun doing it. It's also um, from a more businessy perspective. It's um, what um, it's good supplemental content. Well, and that, and that's and you, and you just said the magic word. It's it's content marketing. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those approaches that you know is present in a lot of other industries. But it was one of those things that for craft beer, just you know, no one's no one's done it. Yeah. Right. Um, no, that's true. Well, right? and, yeah. and, and, and there's brilliant. A, and there's some good reasons for it too, because a it's compl- ridiculously time-consuming. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, most you know most brewers you know will take time. They'll come up with the idea for the beer. They'll make the name for the beer. End of process. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, if you're going to be distributing it or doing things like that, then you're going to worry about labels and like you know maybe things like that. But that's really only time with that kind of like the artwork right. and the other things about the beer would come into play. Other than I made this beer. This is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, enjoy. So, so, so it, it's a whole process we go through now. So we'll work with Leon on the recipe. You know, what is it going to going to brew? When does he want to brew it? And then we'll think kind of very critically about the things about that beer that we think would lend itself towards a particular type of individual. So while we have all of these characters, we don't have like cheesy beer names. Like I don't have like Captain Hops. Yeah. By the way, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for not doing that. So, so we, we, we avoid beer puns entirely, but getting back to the first beer, Salasta, we try and integrate aspects of either the recipe or the beer into yeah. the character themselves. Yeah, and this character, she's she's a, a blonde superhero, uh, you know, uh, so I, I'll read off the back of this oh, trading sure. card, this collectible trading card. <laughs> um, it says, the perfect thing to sip away the heat of the burning sun, a bright ale with a light character and dry, crisp finish. Yeah. Um, this easy drinking ale will win over even people who don't think they like craft beer, but still um, has the flavor and complexity to satisfy the dedicated craft beer connoisseur. Enjoy after vanquishing a foe, rescuing children, or mowing a lawn. That's it. <laughs> Superpowers harness the power of the sun for flight, produces solar flares. Um, so this is a 5.0% uh, 
ABV and 29 IBUs. It's dude, this is delicious. By the way, cheers. 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 Oh, yeah, there you go. Cheers. You might as well drink. So it's we've got a whole flight. <laughs> so we got a flight. Um, and actually, the beer that I'm sipping on throughout this show is Salasta, and, and I, I love it. I told these guys this is like the ideal beer for me to sip as I'm podcasting. So yeah, it's just so yeah. easy to drink and awesome, it's flavorful man. all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So the, the main thing about that particular beer, just like the car said, it's a, it's a lawnmower beer. So uh-huh. I wanted to make that beer crisp, crisp, clean. It's very simple, very easy drinking. It's sure. an everyday kind of a beer. Um, and, and, uh, but I don't want it to be over-the-top complex. Mm-hmm. A lot of other breweries that, that I know of, um, their coaches and their, their light beers and stuff like that are very, very well. I mean, our friends at Ornery got the best beer in the country right now. Um, but We've had Ornery on the show a yeah, couple yeah. times. And, and they, yeah. they make really good beers. And that's not. I think mine is just different enough to set apart from everybody else. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, and I'm all about creating, trying new different things, trying different kind of hops and stuff like that. Um, the recipes right now were uh, really just Tim's, and I, I just got a chance to kind of tweak them a little bit here and there, uh, scale them up to where, where, where it needs to be at. Mm-hmm. And I think the this is still the first version of the Kolsch, so the next version I make is going to be even better. Good, man. You know? well, sorry, great. Jojo, what's your thought on the beer? Super drinkable. Um, I love the mellow tones on there. There's definitely flavor profile over there, but nothing overwhelming. Right. Yeah. And I'm still surprised at how clear it is considering it's unfiltered. Yeah. It's an interesting approach to this particular style. So and, 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 and so here's where the thing ties in. So mm-hmm. um, so Solasta technically, and so for those of you who are curious, on our website, heroicaleworks.com, we actually have our first comic book published, which is the backstory for Solasta. Nice. So if you want to know how she got her powers, our first- I just first, read it yep, yeah, right so, before this. Yep. So, so if you want to know how she got her powers, this kind of you know tells you a little bit about how she got hers. Um, the, the 30 second version is she's a uh, astronaut slash engineer. She's an Irish woman named Aiden Flood. Um, so um, she's on the space station. They get an alert about a solar flare. She's outside trying to repair a panel. She gets caught in the solar flare and then gets inundated with the solar radiation. Right. And then we kind of flip and forward in time, and all of a sudden, you know, Max Nix and Doctor Nigma are like you know working to save her life. You know, but in the process of saving her life, they also had to like you know create her suit, which then helps channel the radiation of her that she took from the uh, solar flare into her powers. Okay. So her ability to like you know the, the the whole solar flare power, the ability to like you know control the flames with her hands, so she can do fly and like throw fireballs and things like that. So it's all that, that's where all that comes from. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, so so then the way it relates to the recipe, then it's a bit convoluted. So um, <laughs> so the original version of Harp Ale, which is an Irish lager, yeah. was originally like brewed as a Kolsch. Oh, really? um, the very first version of the beer when the German brewers that went to go work for um, the company in Ireland brought the recipe over, they originally brewed it with Kolsch yeast. So essentially, our Kolsch is a version of the first version of Harp Lager, which really? was originally brewed as a Kolsch. Oh, wow. So, so That's mind-blowing. So Sorry. That is cool. That's like so, inception so I, I spend way too much time on the internet researching all this esoteric <laughs> shit to make the whole connection of these things seem right. cooler. No, it's good. No one else probably thinks that other than me. But <laughs> that's cool, but that's, man. That's, that's, so that's not true. So the whole thing with her being Irish has primarily to do with the fact that the original the recipe ah, was cool. a harp lager recipe, right. but then we reinterpreted as yeah. the Kolsch. Listen, um, you got that first here on the Geek 30 app. <laughs> that's breaking news. 
inspiration for Celeste. So we approach it like a lager, but then with the ale yeast, the, the Kolsch yeast, you have, you, it's, it's, it's a German yeast, so it's a little finicky, mm-hmm. um, but you end up with this really clear, very, very clean style. And so one of the reasons that we end up with such clear beer um, is primarily from a, just Leon's, Leon's approach to making sure that you know we have the cleanest actual brewing process. You keep all the crap out of there you don't want in there. And then we just take extra time with our beer. I mean, the, the real secret to having better, more mature beers is just taking more time. So Solasa takes a little more time. Um, but the result Dude, is... it's great, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, the result and is a very easy drinking. Just It's just a really good beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Beautiful. It's really, really good. And, and next up on the on the list is Mind Trap. It's Belgian double. Um, so our Belgian-style double will dazzle your brain and leave you speechless. The Belgian yeast uh, generates fruity um, esters, especially banana, that uh, blend with flavors of ripe raisin, bubble gum, and a rich malty sweetness. Hints of cocoa and caramel round out the profile. Hop bitterness is medium but does not dominate. Made using our special house-made candy sugar, this beer will shift your mind about Belgian beers. So his superpowers is tele- he's a telepath, ancient languages, navigates the hidden realms. He looks like a, like an old monk. Yeah, so uh, so he's our. I'm gonna drink this yeah, while, so, while you're cheers. explaining. So, yeah. so, uh, so 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 Mind Trap is a fascinating character. We don't know much about his background yet within our universe. Mm, good. Um, so good you're introduced to his powers in um, Solasta Number One. Um, so he and uh, so in the comic, he and uh, Death Blossom are flying back from a mission, and he doesn't say much oh, wow. at all. Um, so yeah. So Death Blossom is very talkative. She's kind of like our uh, Motormouth character. Uh, <laughs> so she gets frustrated, and so she was the uh, one with the gun and the knife. Right? Yes, like, yeah, guns, <laughs> knives. She's a all-around killer. Uh, Slightly ADD, just you know, always going, going, going. Right. So, so he, uh, so there's one scene where he, like, you know, his his pendant glows, and all of a sudden she sits down and is quiet. All of a sudden, but then she realizes that he's messing with her, and she gets all pissy. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, um, so we're gonna learn more about his backstory with our next new release, Oda the Huntress, um, which is a parasaison coming up next week. So, oh, wow. So, so one of the things that we have with our characters is not just like the superhero realm. We also mm-hmm. try to bring in fantasy realms and things like that. So, um, so Mind Trap as a character is one of our kind of bridges over into some of the other you know um, kind of comic strange and, yeah comic and nerd genres yeah. so we're going to bring in some cosmic storylines some fantasy storylines some really kind of more traditional superhero stuff and, I mean you guys are big into like the renaissance festival like yeah, the magic exactly. medieval right. yeah. so, so stuff, this is so. this is kind of our way to bridge into some of those areas Makes with this sense. particular character and then the beer itself is you know honestly our most popular style right now which yeah. we totally didn't anticipate oh wow yeah. Yeah, um, no 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 I mean, we, we have been debating for a long time what we thought our you know our most popular style was going to be Right, um, but it's just such a unique beer, and the way that we've brewed it just makes it probably the most accessible Belgian beer um, that I've ever had. It's, I mean, it's people, people yeah. that would never ever order a Belgian beer no, ever. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean Love that's it. why I was gonna say. It's, so it's a it's a seven point six ABV, twenty IBUs. I mean, it's, it doesn't taste heavy at all. It's a flavorful. Yeah. It's just flavorful, and, and that's like, and that's the point of it. So all the beers that we have, that I'm trying to make. I don't want them to be like over like, again over the top, punch in the mouth. To the point where you, where you can only drink just one. Yeah, you, you want it, I mean? you want I, I somebody wanted, to. I want like, you to have an yeah. actual conversation about what's just life in general, what's yeah. going on in your world, without being like without being drunk. You know, don't yeah. be wrong. A couple of those will get you there, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Now, <laughs> yeah. two, two or three of those will, will set you off yeah. real nice and right. everything, but it's not meant for that. Right. You know, this is supposed to be a, a, a smooth, clean kind of beer. 
uh, is, like I said, 7.6, and that candy sugar is what sets everything apart. So that I know of, we're the only ones in our area that make our own candy sugar, literally in our brewery, right in the garage, or wow. the, uh, the bay door. So as a resident fat guy, how do I get a hold of that sugar? <laughs> so, yeah, so we, 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 we make it ourselves. We, we, we go to Costco, we buy all the, the sugar, we, uh, we have distilled water and everything, and we'll, we'll literally make 150 pounds of it wow. and put it into our, uh, our kettle when it boils over. And that's a full day in itself, making that candy sugar. I, and it's a six-hour process. Yeah, wow. Actually, so we take a whole brew day worth of time just to make the candy sugar really? goes into the Belgian double. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, but, but, wow. you know, but it's one of those things where it's actually a cost-saving measure for us because Belgian candy syrup is really expensive per volume, uh, but it's really easy to make. But by, make, it, yeah, it, by making your own, you're, like, cutting yeah. costs tremendously. Well, and, and beyond sure. that, it's, just one of, it's, it's, a, it's a selling point. Like, you wouldn't believe it. Our distributor goes out and tells people about you know what we put into the making this beer, and people are like, oh, my God, we have to have that so, yeah so it's still i mean on top of being a process that gives us like ultimate control over mm-hmm. character of your beer that more often than not you would not have control over right because we can do things like you know very you, know, you we get the color exactly the way we want it we get the caramelization right where we want it um so that you know it's just you know back to leonai's philosophy is like there's nothing that we want out of our control in a beer so if there's an ingredient that we can do ourselves, or an ingredient that we can influence how it's going to work in the beer, then that's what we do. So yeah, awesome. and and next up in the in the lineup is Death Blossom, who you had mentioned before. She yep. is a redheaded axe and uh, knife and sword and <laughs> gun wielding crazy woman. Um, and this is a this is a red rye ale here, Jojo. Mm-hmm. I tried it already. It's surprisingly malty. Um, mm-hmm. This ale will give you a spicy punch in the taste buds with a strong malt character and low hop bitterness. The sunning red color makes this a standout in the fight in a fight for good beer. Low level roasted malt um, astringency is uh, that's a big word that you guys put on. There. Oh yeah, we we went over with the five dollar words. Yeah. For, uh, for, uh, <laughs> For a bunch of people who have been drinking, they're like a stri- a stringency. Right. A, s- a string? <laughs> What's a string? Is uh, balanced with a touch of malt sweetness. A healthy addition of rye produces a flavor and finish hearty enough to defeat any enemy. Superpowers are tactical genius, super speed, and agility. Walking arsenal. Um, she's a badass, dude. That's so <laughs> good. Yeah, right. That's so tasty. So here's the 30 seconds of the backstory. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so Death Blossom um, was, you know, one of the. Uh, so she, like, she was the first member of Delta Force. That's her part of her backstory. So she's on a mission in Afghanistan. She gets cut off from the rest of her squad. She gets trapped in this cave by insurgents. But in the cave, then she discovers, and you'll see on the cover of the actual uh, artwork itself, the spirit staff, which is a Mongolian artifact. Oh, is it the like the big spear? Exactly. Exactly. So that's nice. so that's uh, so that's a Mongolian spirit staff, um, often carried into battle by Mongols. So it got left in this mountain cave in Afghanistan. She finds it, and that's basically how she gets her powers. Oh wow! So on cool. top of her being already a highly trained soldier, very very talented, very very deadly. So now she has this added, you know, um, background of you know finding this artifact that then gives her her powers. Dude, cool. Um, yeah. So she's, she's so she's a lot more straightforward <laughs> as a character. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's one of those like you know trying to round out like having like doesn't really have superpowers mm-hmm. but like has all these abilities and like yeah, really she's like but, a, she's also, um, but she also has kind of like really aggressive and like you know and so it's one of those things especially from my wife's perspective that we want to make sure that the writing of our female characters is is a authentic yeah and b we don't have but say, she sounds very girl power like yeah. like like yes. it, strong woman and that's that you know it's funny that that we're talking about that because i've started watching um supergirl like the yes. series mm-hmm. on on 
TV. It's got a lot of love hate to it, but I actually I've been enjoying it just because very strong female characters. Right. And thanks Neil for getting me into that. <laughs> what? Supergirl. You're welcome. Yeah. This is <laughs> um, I've corrupted you in many ways. It's corrupted me in many ways. So um, it, it, I I fully appreciate that because I've been seeing a lot of that in there. It's it's so important. Well, and it's one of those things that you know as as writers, um, Kate and I take very seriously in terms of you know the approach to female characters in comic books. Um, and it's, it's been a talk for a long time in terms of you know the over sexualization of female characters, yes. you know misogyny within the comic book you know industry as a whole. It's a very male dominated industry, um, and and really creating a space for our characters where you know um, we have the amount of respect we have for mm -hmm. you know who the characters are but really trying to make sure that we are you know giving the respect to those types of characters that we want and my you know and like I said my wife is our main writer is you know very very into very strong female characters very strong feminist themes in comic books so, you know I mean her like her two favorites are right now are you know bitch planet and um, oh god what's the other one she's reading um, Oh, sex criminals. I mean, okay. you know, these are you know, progressive, forward-thinking books. They're incredibly well written. You know, great artwork. So it's you know, in our so in our characters and our writing, we want to make sure we kind of bring those kind of same ethics, you know, of our approach to comic books into everything, as well as also being very protective of our brand. I mean, we are a business. So at yeah, the same time, sure. you know, we are not. Yeah. You know, Leon and I and everybody else here, we're in the business of making people feel good about you know what we're doing and what they're drinking. So we don't ever want to do anything or make a character or portray you know a certain you know character in a way that would be ever approached. Or thought, you know, in a negative, a negative way. way. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's, absolutely. There's, there's too many other brands doing weird stuff that get negative attention. That's like That's we, we don't need. It, it, well, it, and, and, you know, and at the same time, we also want to be very sensitive to the fact that you know, using comic book characters, well, while most yeah. you know comic book readers now are very, these are adult books. Yeah. I mean, right. these happen to be comic books. We also never want to give you like the impression that we're marketing towards children, or yeah. uh, you know, we, we have a very family-friendly environment. We have kids yeah. and families in here all the time. Yeah. But we also don't want to make it ever seem like we're trying to market towards kids. So yeah. Um, so maintaining the consistency between those things, our female characters, you know, being strong, you know, part of right. you know, not just like some like you know damsel in distress. Precisely the opposite, mm -hmm. where they're equal parts of the team. We've got you know a good distribution of female characters, so that you know we've really kind of represented the universe we really want to see. Awesome. That's beautiful. Awesome. Up, man. Yeah, and, and actually, this is the one that I've been really, really excited, and, and I just took a sip of it, and I and I really like it. So <laughs> I've been I've been really into like ESBs and like these British style yep. beers. Um, so this is Master Heist, the ESB. Um, here, Jojo. Give oh, us that's a sip. the first one I had. Oh, this is the first yeah, one. That you was have. beautiful. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and this is, so this is our, our third seasonal release. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Yep. Perfect. So inspired by the classic bitters of Great Britain, our ESB, which is extra special bitter, mm -hmm. is a cunning concoction that will unlock your passion for craft beer. The deep golden hue and big multi foundation combined with spicy herbal hop aromas and a crisp bitter bite to lend an east Clo east coast flair to this traditional recipe. Uh, his superpowers, and he looks like a like your standard British dude with. So, uh, so with, this is kind of a chops. this is kind of a cross between like you know Thomas Crown and um, and imagining Thomas Crown if he had superpowers. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I mean he's got he's got X-ray vision, thievery, or special skills make him an expert safe cracker and breaker of vaults. Ingredients include pale malt, East Kent uh, golden hops. Uh, oh, Golding's hops, excuse me, and ABV is 6.3% with 42 um, IVUs. I would say that that's that's exactly what I taste there. Yeah, like, I mean, so again, um, that was my first attempt at this particular beer. So, right. Um, before I do anything, especially come up with new recipes, I do a, do the research on it. I, I look it up. I learn about it. Learn about the history of it. 
and uh, I try to come up with an idea that would, for that particular generation, mm-hmm. it would be as close to that generation as I possibly can make it. Whether it be buying, making a, uh, a British beer for example, uh, an ESB, I use British hops. I try to get British malt if, if at all possible. So with the ESB, uh, like I said, very first attempt. I think it turned out pretty well. Uh, I'm hoping to be brewing a big batch of that here uh, next couple of months. See what happens with that. But uh, I, I, I like the way that it, it, it stands. It st- you definitely taste the the small amount of bitterness to it, mm-hmm. but not overpowering at all. You know but I, mean? I feel so, like the bitter is actually part of flavor profile because yeah. you get yeah. other IPAs where you have a, a flavor profile and also bitter. I yeah. feel like this just goes hand in hand. Yeah, but, totally. but it's also flavorful too. Yeah, you know, exactly. so you got a lot of flavor to it. It's a uh, smoother. So I, I undercarved it a little bit just because again that's the traditional way of doing it. But uh, it's got a lot of uh, nice mouthfeel to it. Uh, uh, I get a lot of like toffee, uh, maybe some burnt toast kind yeah, of characteristic yeah. to it. But then it's a smooth beer. It's not like a alcoholic, boozy kind of a beer. Right. Especially being at six percent, it's not necessarily a session beer, which is a just your everyday lawnmower beer, if you will. But it's not like a heavy mind trap. Seven percent or ten percent, right? It's right no, it's the very. Middle. I mean, it's, it's very, very pleasant drinkable. to drink. And, right. and, yeah. Um, so when we went over to your house, uh, this actually, this next beer, I'm pretty sure you had on tap. The the porter? Yeah, the porter. Oh yeah, no, no, no. So the porter is a recipe we've been working on for a long time. And it's. And I, 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 ta- I honest to God, I tasted it when JoJo had it right yeah. there. And I was like, yeah, I remember this one. <laughs> it was really good. So this next one is Max Nix. It's an English porter. Uh, this beer is the very essence of dark matter. It gets its robust character from roasted and dark malts, which yield low to medium malt sweetness with caramel, chocolate, and toffee notes, and a smooth finish. The, the hop character is restrained so as not to distract from the soft sweetness surround or rounded out with a medium body. Um, his Now, Max Nix looks like he's like a, a, a bald dude goatee, um, trench coat wearing motherfucker. <laughs> There's a little similarity um, to me as the creator. I look at Tim and all of a sudden I'm realizing. Superpowers manipulates dark matter as a weapon to open portals in space and time. The ingredients are two-row uh, roasted barley uh, chocolate malt, 5.5%. ABV and 30 IBUs. I mean, that's dude. This is delicious. I I immediately recognize this yeah. when I taste. This is it. my well, go-to right here. Board. That's awesome because I mean, uh, my it's my pers- a my personal favorite. Um, just as a style, just because um, I went through I went through a really big. Is that I- what you've been drinking? Yeah, that's what I was drinking. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I went through a big IPA phase for a while, and then just got so burnt out on um, hops and the rest mm-hmm. of it. I just like I I just revolted against them for like about a year, and uh, started uh, exploring a lot more of the darker uh, styles and. And so um, we had debated for a while about whether to do a stout or a porter. Yeah. Um, and we tried a couple of stouts. I just wasn't as happy with it. And then uh-huh. whenever I got this recipe nailed down, and I think this is the I think this is the final recipe that you tasted was the last time I made adjustments to it. So uh, so you should recognize so, it because it was yeah, the last time I, was about I to made say, any this changes is, to okay. it. <laughs> it was the last time I made it, it was like, oh, oh, we're not changing anything about this. Yeah. No, it was great, man. Perfect. Oh. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's one of those things where you know Leon and I you know is, have been talking for a long time about mm-hmm. you know. It's one of those things that as you grow as a brewer and as you grow as a brewery, you do a lot of you know cost cutting and you know trying to make sure you're getting your margins where you want to, but you have to balance that against your ingredients. Right. Um, and so every time Leah and I sit down and, and kind of look at you know the next order for the next beer or even at the you know at the bills we have for you know the 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 grain bill we have for mm-hmm. these beers, it's we always try to make sure that we're not short ourselves on the right ingredients because um, there's lots of different things that you can do to make a porter with cheaper ingredients yep. and you might get it you could probably get a pretty 
good beer, but I just feel like there is a difference in, and it might even be subtle. I don't know. It's like that, you know, like if the Japanese cooking, there's this term called umami. Yeah. Like that thing that just, you don't even know why, it's just better. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just more flavorful. It's got more impact, you know, whenever you, you know, consume it. So whatever it is, I feel like that's kind of what we kind of end up getting a lot more of because of our approach to the ingredients. So. Um, so yeah, so the Max and Export, so the character itself is pretty cool. So this yeah. was, this was uh, one of the other first characters I created. Um, and anyone who's ever lived in Germany uh, recognizes the saying, yeah. Moxnix. <laughs> uh, so this is a play off of that term um, in so much as the literal translation is, you know, to make nothing. It's, but it's a colloquial saying in Germany, which basically is like, you know, never mind. Like, yeah. you, know, oh, no, you know, it's, hey, you know, if you, you know, we would say, hey, oh, never mind, you know, it's no problem. You would say, oh, Moxnix, you know, yeah. es gut. Um, so the idea then was like his dark matter powers, which he acquired. So he's a scientist um, in Great Britain, starts experimenting with dark matter, um, starts concentrating it into smaller and smaller spaces. And it, um, but what he realizes is as he does this through experimentation, then the dark matter starts to exhibit other properties. And so he keeps pushing and keeps pushing. And once he gets it dense enough, it, starts, it becomes aware <laughs> uh, and then leaps into him. Uh, oh, as cool. a vessel then so he kind of is a dark matter symbiote um, so it's kind of like um, I'm trying to think so it's not really it's not quite Hulk it's not quite um, any of the other oh what's the one with uh, Spider-Man that's Venom or Venom. Carnage yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yep. so, it, so, Venom it's, Carnage it's, so, it, so I mean Venom obviously being like an inter you know galactic creature that mm-hmm. just happens to come down so, yeah. so, it, so in the sense where he's got this relationship with this basically other kind of amorphous consciousness uh, whenever he gets into situations then like it kind of helps him it kind of takes over to a certain extent but he has to kind of fight against its natural tendency which is to destroy everything yeah uh, so so he has to try and figure out how to take this very destructive universal power and then trying to focus it into you know whatever thing he's doing love it um, but it's one of those things where Dr. Nigma is our main mm-hmm. character which we will obviously get to um, yeah. kind of helps him uh, as a scientist help understand how to control his powers how to make sure he's keeping his shit straight yeah. so that when they actually get into situations he doesn't like lose his control and then like you know start evaporating things so would you say like is Dr. Enigma the, the main yes so as, as we were, we're fully getting there so Dr. Enigma is yeah. the is so it's a great transition then so Dr. Yeah. Enigma is the leader of our team um, so his short backstory is he is a alien from another planet um, he's a scientist uh, so his race was split into scientists and warriors um, and we'll find out more about that relationship as we go on because we have other characters then that are part of his universe that start okay. coming in, including the, the, those may be yeah because I was about well, to say including, I didn't, including like, uh, yeah. the, so our first our first new release was Mistress of War. Um, so she she's part of Dr. Nigma's universe, so that's kind of where she's going to come into it. Um, but then so basically he's been on Earth for a long but unknown amount of time. And it's kind of been directing and looking for, you know, people that had either abilities or powers or things like that to kind of either cultivate into, like, this group because he has awareness of this kind of, like, impending cosmic disaster that he knows he has to prepare Earth for. Yeah. But they don't all know that necessarily. So he just kind of works behind the scenes. Like, so you get a little bit of a flavor of that with the Solasta, with, you know, Solasta number one, Uh um, kind of how he works with Max Nix then to kind of help. Yeah, I was about to say that was Exactly. So, 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 yeah. So, so you kind of, so Solasta. Solasta number one, you kind of catch the rest of our heroes mid-career. So yeah. Solasta is technically the last one that gets added to the team. Yep. So, so she's Mind the Tra- new blood. Exactly. So she's the new blood. So, so example so in the comic, you know, so Mind Trap and Death Blossom are off on some mission. They've already been involved, and then they end up in this, you know, basically it's a barley field in Great Britain <laughs> for her training <laughs> runs. So, <laughs> right. Well played. So we, we, had, we had to work it in there somehow. Yeah. I mean, I had to, I had to, somehow. We had to have some relation yeah, to it. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. So um, 
but then as a beer then um, you know obviously IPAs are you know one of the ubiquitous you know craft beer styles mm-hmm. has been for a long time it's not probably that trend is not going to change anytime it's soon it's not going anywhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> not going nowhere um, to my dismay I, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest I've actually started to like IPAs more and more as I've mm-hmm. been uh, it's 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 going. It's, it can on, be such a cool style. It really can be, but there's just so many out there now. Mm-hmm. It's just well, this, a, a lot of a lot of breweries use citra hops, which is a very is literally in the name. It's a very, very citrusy, citrusy kind hop, of a, yeah. kind of a characteristic to it, and I think that that particular hop, which we use in that particular beer too, mm-hmm. it just seems to be overplayed you know what I mean it's, just, it's, just it's a very there's a very subtle uh, citrusy flavor to this yeah is what I would say well we, I mean, we use a lot of the citra hops ourselves here with the, for that particular we, we, we dry hop with 11 pounds of citra hops we put uh, a good amount of hops in the boil with, with citra and centennial and warrior yeah um, but I think because IPAs have a certain flavor bitterness uh, uh People are turned off by it, yeah. Whereas the other half of those people are all about it. Big I think what sets yeah. us apart is that Big because we use a, a good amount of citra hops, but not over the top amount of citra, it sets us apart, giving a, 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 a nice citrusy uh, nose to it, uh, a very palatable type of beer. Yeah, uh, you can again, you can drink a couple of those and still feel pretty good, yeah. be able to drive and stuff like that. Which we, you know, don't drink and drive. <laughs> don't drink you know, and drive. Don't do drive. Yeah. Ever. Um, but I mean, it, it sets us apart from everybody else's IPA, and that, that's something that I take pride in: is, is stepping away from the mainstream and doing our own thing. Yeah, it's a very. I mean, it's a, it is a very drinkable IPA. It's an right. American yeah. style IPA, and I'll and I'll quickly go over um, the tasting notes on the back of this trading card. It says, "With distinct notes of malt and citrus, this IPA will lead you to certain victory." Uh, just one taste and you'll feel like you can take on the universe. We spent years refining this recipe, making sure we had the most balanced and approachable IPA, mm-hmm. restraining from uh, restraining the bitterness to allow the floral hop nose, enhanced with a, uh, a generous citra dry hop to take the lead. Now, superpowers, uh, team leader, super genius, possessor of advanced alien technologies, ingredients used are pale malt, um, crystal malt and citra hops. It's a 5.6% ABV, um, which I feel is pretty light for for an IPA. Don't, don't you feel like that? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a palatable IPA. I mean, yeah. we, we don't it want is. it to be uh, over, again over the top. We won't, yeah. don't want it to be. It's a drinkable a seven, IPA. Exactly, it's a drinkable Dude, that, IPA. And that's that's what I that's what I appreciate and uh, a lot most of people about who, IPAs like this. I've, I've converted a lot of people. I mean, we did an event last night down the Brewers Ball, uh, down in DC at the, at the uh, National Building Museum. And a lot of people who who came up to the booth and you know I really don't like IPAs. I'm I'm one of those people, but I but, like this yeah. man. But that's what we hear all the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We I like get totally. that all the time. Yeah. And if I can convert somebody who doesn't like one craft beer, yeah, well, beer in general, but has always stepped into you know the middle lies, the butt lies, the, the, the normal kind of stuff. If I can convert them to just to try some of this IPA mm-hmm. and kind of them and, and kind of get them to step outside their comfort zone, that's gonna and, and uh, that's gonna encourage them to, to try more beer. Yeah. Hopefully they'll come down to our brewery and check our check out our other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, the IPA is a palatable, easy drinking, not over the top kind of a beer to a point where you can drink a lot of it and enjoy it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the whole point of, in my opinion, about beer in general. Yeah. If you can't enjoy the beer that you're drinking, it's not worth drinking. Yeah. Well, honestly, guys, like, I'm enjoying everything I'm drinking here. I, I swear to you. Everything I, like, was I good on this menu. I really, I, I wouldn't Thanks, lie guys. about this. Appreciate yeah. it, though, man. Really. And, and, and cheers. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Heroic Ale Works and uh, in, in Woodbridge. Now, we've got some fun news topics that we're going to kind of jive about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right? uh, just, uh, so we've got, oh, yeah. Before that, yeah. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Let's go into this. Okay. So, let's go. Yeah. Let's go right. into. Into actually, there were a couple of things that I wanted Tim to, to mention on the show. Oh, there, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, so hey, we've actually only been open for eight weeks. So, if anyone <laughs> has not heard of us yet, just ask your friends. Yeah. They might yeah. have. Uh, yeah. So, we're, we're still new. So, yeah, um, but you know, we have to. Uh, we got to keep doing new things. Got to be you know innovative constantly. So we got a bunch of new stuff coming up. Um, so the, today was the third uh, new release we've had in a row. Uh, we have another new release next week, uh, which is Oda the Huntress, mm-hmm. uh, which is a parasaison. Uh, it's a neat character. It's a it's it's a basically a satyr. So it's like a a imagine like a centaur a centaur only it's a deer instead of a horse. Okay. okay. Uh, so she's got like antlers in the body of a deer, upper half of a woman. Uh, so neat character, um, and that's uh, next Friday the tenth. Um, next Saturday we have the five hundred first Legion. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the five hundred first. Oh yeah, yes. we've had uh, we've yeah. had. Um, let me think. The ISDC Old Line, yeah, Old Line uh, yeah. actually on the show. We've yeah. had oh, wow. we've had them on the nice. show up yeah. in Maryland. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we've got uh, one of their um, actually one of the larger um, groups of them um, mm-hmm. coming in on the eleventh for a meet and greet. So if you want to come down and uh, meet some stormtroopers, see how they make their um, uniforms, the rest of it, um, at seven to ten. Uh, and then St. Paddy's Day, we have a big event, St. Paddy's Day, which is um, the another new release of our uh, Irish Red Sid Fist. Um, and it's a steal the pint night, so if you come out um, on uh, St. Paddy's Day, you get a free pint glass with a special heroic shamrock logo on it, which is really cool. That nice. Cool. Uh, Going to be a collector's item, I promise. <laughs> uh, and uh, then and then the 24th, the end of the end of March, then um, this is one of my, probably my favorite character that my wife and I came up with. So it's a uh, interdimensional being that in our universe has decided to manifest itself in the form of 63 Scottish fold kittens <laughs> uh, that that all wear. Uh, <laughs> Foil, I, all, like, <laughs> I spit a little bit. <laughs> <of that. laughs> yeah. no, it, gets, it gets better. So and and they all wear foil helmets. Um, oh Jesus! So Christ. so um, so so they so the name of the character then is the sixty three Scottish Fold Oracle. Uh, so the team has to go to the Oracle um, to get advice on how to beat certain enemies, and so the Oracle ends up sending them on these different missions. So we're going to have uh, special uh, Oracle mission beers. So there's going to be certain nice. objects they have to go and find that then allow them to beat certain things. So um, one of them is what's called um, Spirit of the Divine. Oh, no, no, no. It was, not it was um, Hint of the Divine, something like that. Okay. Uh, and then another one is, uh, and this is going to sound really funny, I promise, uh, is Heroic Light. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so but in this particular case, it's, it's actually a flaming sword. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, okay. All But we are. But it is. It is but it is going to be a light logger. Yeah. got taken by those other people. Yeah. So, but but it is. It's going to be like a really approachable, like. American light logger. Yep. Nice. Uh, okay. We're cool. going to no shit call it heroic light, but it's a flaming sword. Okay. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. Cheesy name. So, but so, so yeah. So we got uh, those kind of things coming up. So then um, also um, uh, the on the twenty fourth, we're also kicking off the release for our VIP club. Yes. Uh, so if you're familiar with like you know mug clubs for uh, craft breweries, ours is a VIP club. Um, 
So you can come down to the brewery, check us out. We have all the details online as well. And uh, speaking of online, um, if you haven't gone to heroicalworks.com yet and checked out all the uh, stuff we have going on, we also have our, like as I mentioned, the uh, Solasta number one comic mm-hmm. book is published online. Go check mm-hmm. it out. Read a little bit of the backstory. Learn more about our characters. Um, and then other than brewery stuff, we also um, have, and this is one of my first projects before the, even the brewery, was the uh, Prince William Brewers Guild, which is a uh, local homebrew club for Prince William County, um, primarily in the Woodbridge and surrounding areas. Uh, it's a big growing club. So if you are interested in learning how to brew, um, participating and meeting other home brewers and just talking about beer and tasting beer and learning more, then it's a great outfit. Um, you can check them out on Facebook. It's the Prince William Brewers Guild. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and, and I know that we have a lot of people who are aspiring um, brewers kind of looking at Christian in the, in the <laughs> audience out here. Um, there are a lot of really great resources locally here in the D.C. area. Yep. So it's definitely worth um, checking out some of these organizations. And um, as you heard at the top of the show, we got a couple of other um, topics that we're going to be talking about here after this um, this next in this next news segment. Uh, we got robots delivering beer. We've got um, Lego portraits. Yes, and we have uh, we have a new Deadpool trailer. <laughs> so uh, here is the news. Geek Thirty News. All right. So before we get into the news, let's introduce um, some. Well, I, I guess a new face to the show, and then a not so new face to the show. Um, so we had to have uh, Tim and Leon. They stepped away because you know we're, we're at their brewery. They got to go work. So to fill in their mic spots, we have a familiar face. This is Neil. Greetings, everyone. You guys glad to be Neil. back. He is back, and uh, I guess this is a familiar face. If you guys listened to our last episode, she recommended the beer that we drank, Delirium Tremens. This is Rendy. Hey guys, what's going on? All right, so Rendy actually, um, it's kind of funny, met. Neil and me when we were doing a beer tasting at Pendrid. Yep. And then we went over to Hopkins, Hopkins Ordinary, Ordinary. Works. Yep. Yes. And uh, and we were just hanging out since then. And, and yeah. how did the conversation start? You heard us. Uh, you overheard us talking about Civil War. Yeah. And I hadn't seen it at that point. This is like back in October, and Civil War came. I think it came out in like September. Anyways, um, I overheard you guys talking about it, and we I hadn't seen it yet. So you guys it. were like geeking out over it, and I, you guys were like sitting right next to me, and I'm like, no spoilers, <laughs> haven't seen it yet. And then I noticed Neil was also wearing a bracelet, and I recognized it was from the Maryland Renaissance Festival because I had just gone there, and I like said, I love that bracelet. Good memory. And it was just yeah. From there, just spanned out from there. Yeah, yeah she's been a listener ever since. So thanks for listening to the yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, glad I, to have you here. Yeah, I listened to the podcast and I was just like, this makes my heart so happy. It was just, oh, it was good. perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, um, they're here to give their insight on our news topics. Our very first one is about Virginia, our home state. You guys ready for this? Virginia is the first state to legalize delivery robots, which means that we can see beer getting delivered to us. Guys, how fucking great is this? Robots. I'm just looking at uh, Alex's screen. It says, goodbye to all your bra fit issues. Alex, what are you looking <laughs> Listen, at over there? Okay, what, I, what, for, what, what, my, what my cookies show me is like none of your business, okay? All right, listen, I, I have problems with my boobs. Okay? I got more boobs than you do. Shut up. Oh, shut up. Just- Listen, okay, my, my problems are just my own, okay? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it out to Virginia because they're doing a bunch of great things recently. Uh, they just approved uh, in the house that if you're going through slow in the left lane that you actually get a fine now. You don't just get pulled over. They're just, so, like, all over the news. Yeah, the, they're actually doing good things for yeah. the other uh, people. Yeah, so yeah. When, when Grandma's driving in the left-hand lane, you got to be like, okay, Grandma, like, scoot <laughs> over a little bit. Now, <laughs> now. Over. 
So America is one step closer to becoming a sci-fi utopia thanks to a law passed in Virginia. On Friday, the state's governor signed a ruling which will allow delivery robots to use its sidewalks and crosswalks from July 1st, advised by Starship Technologies. How, like, cliche does that sound? <laughs> Starship Technologies. Yeah. Okay. So these aren't um, flying drones. No, 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 no. These are like, like little, walking robots? These are like little, they look like little, um, uh, like. Wally or? Yeah, almost. Or like short circuit, tiny five? No, what, like, they look like little coolers on wheels. I swear to God, they look like little coolers on wheels. It's crazy. And so, what's says, the distance? Like, how far can they go? Well, like, uh, what's let's the ordering see. process? Let's see if we <laughs> have. They're coolers on wheels. They can how hold can beer. I get into this? Yeah. I want to do this That's exactly now. right. It's an Estonian robotics company, by the way, of Starship Technologies that specializes in ground delivery. The legislation states that the bots cannot travel faster than 10 miles per hour or weigh over 50 pounds. Um, so okay. it's okay. I, the, it's okay. The, 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 I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like you know you've been, you've been drinking. Yeah, you've been drinking. You're like, oh, I need beer. Like, I don't want to go out and drive because that's wrong. Um, oh no, no, no problem. I'll just pull up on my smartphone. Boom, 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 and then boom. I got a fucking like robot coming to my door saying, <laughs> Hey, I got your beer. This is going to be a new way to to do it with Alex. See a chug, send a chug. <laughs> also, he's, the robot shows up. Can't chug. I know, he's but still, the robot will show up at the no, front door I, with I, the beer. Okay. Now, whether just, or not he chugs it, it appropriately. No, you can't it chug. It takes me three days, but it's fine. <laughs> I wonder if they're just trying to like get a leg up on Amazon, you know, with like the droids. It could be, yeah, like, like those the, drones that are like yeah, the they're drones, flying. Yeah, the drones. They're flying around. I mean, like this could be um, good competition. I mean, I, I still see those drones as a little bit more efficient. Um, what would you guys order? I mean, for me, it's it's a pretty obvious choice. It's beer. But, like, if you guys had to, like, order something from one of these robots that's going to, like, all of a sudden pull in front of your house, what, what's it going to be? It's not exclusively beer? No. You, it's, like, for just, anything. Yeah, anything. Baskin-Robbins world-class chocolate. <sighs> oh, damn, girl. Okay. <laughs> gold medal ribbon. That was always gold my medal, favorite. Exactly. Yeah. Also a good thing. Nice. No, I think I still pick beer, actually. Okay, yeah. so you would take beer? <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, probably a mixture no? of beer and the latest sci-fi releases on Blu-ray. Oh, that's Ooh, a good one. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you've been adopting a lot of Blu-ray videos lately. Blu-ray slash 4K. Yeah. JoJo and I are heading over to your house. Next week? Next no. week. Is next weekend? Two or two, two weekends? Two weeks. From, We're going to watch Pride now. plus Prejudice plus Zombies on Blu-ray. Yes. I've never seen that that movie, but I always wanted to. And when I saw, I you actually had it, I own like, it now, yes. but I'm waiting to watch it at your place. There you go. We're gonna be surprised. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. It's gonna be great. Yeah, oh, be nice. I can't wait. All right, but um, so the other thing that this that this article from Engadget says, um, the new law will allow the little robots to roam the streets completely autonomously in a bid to reduce collisions. However, Virginia requires them to remain under the watchful eye of the delivery company via remote monitoring. While the new law will undoubtedly make your commute a bit more interesting, the state confirmed that it will potentially uh, dog upsetting legisla legislation can be amended by local councils or even overturned completely if it becomes too problematic. Do you think that this is going to end up being like just a real pain in the ass? Like all of a sudden you're going to see all these like little drones like riding down the street and you're like shit one's getting in my way like i gotta watch where i'm stepping like where do you guys see that as an issue robot wars robot wars <laughs> it's gonna be a movie elaborate yes. elaborate <laughs> but like like let's play this let's play this theory out you know what else well maybe we can hack into the robots and take them over and like make them attack each I like other this. And i like this yeah so like you could you could hack a robot as it's like 
following another robot and like steal the crap inside of it and like murder it. Well, I'm or wondering something. if it's only limited to 10 miles an hour, can you just get on your bike and just open the cooler while it's in route? Draw at a light pace yeah. like, next to it. Yeah. Gonna just take this thing. Oh, I don't need that. I'm just gonna close and, it. Oh, I got pretty long arms. And what happens if an back. Amazon drone comes swooping down and grabs and one of them and picks it up and flies away with it? Like a falcon taking a pigeon. Yes. yes. <laughs> That would be pretty funny. I have an overactive imagination. Yeah, the visuals there are pretty good. I feel like that's going to happen, though. What sort of noise do you think it's going to make Like when it's getting like taken away? It's going to go... Yeah, it might as well just put it... You have to put in that noise just for the appearance. It just starts making a dollop noise. Wang, wang, wang. Oh, man. This is cool, though, because I mean, this is really kind of... Shaping, first of all, how lazy we are. I don't know about you guys, but like when I when I really want something, I'm a, and and I'm okay just waiting a couple days and like getting it later. I just go on Amazon, go to geek30.com/amazon, and uh, click on the banner there and then order something. Just a nice little plug there. So uh, I always have Prime, so it's there next day. So yeah, you don't have to wait there, a couple days. Yeah, Prime is like killing it. So two day shipping, man. Who cares? Except for my Switch, where I actually go stand in line to wait for that. <laughs> yeah, how's my Switch going, by the way? Fantastic, by the way. JoJo got it. Yeah, JoJo got a Switch. I was going to ask you about that, because I was like, should I get one? Should, or should, should I not? One? I mean, really, like, I, what, how do you feel about it? I, I love it. I haven't spent enough time on it, because I just got it Friday morning, and then I still had to work. Okay. <laughs> so, it kind of sucked. But, um, so far, I love it. It's Have you fantastic. played Zelda yet? Huh? Have you played Zelda yet? Of course. Yeah. I put all of 27 minutes into it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had enough time this weekend. It's been you crazy. Knew exactly how many minutes. <laughs> yeah. I know. You hit that save spot and like look at the at the time. Neil, have you even have you set up your your PlayStation Three? Yeah, yet? no, it's the PS4. PS4. So oh, sorry. I'm still waiting on you guys to come over and like let's all get right, it all hooked we'll, up. We'll set it up. We're gonna I watch mean, Pred, Pride Prejudice and Zombies at your place, and then I got to set that up anyways. Right. Yeah. While I'm there. Jo- I mean, Jojo will probably need some holy water to douse on him first because he doesn't believe in Sony's against his religion. <laughs> um, but wait, wait a minute, that, what else is there? Uh, Microsoft. Everything. No, no. <laughs> this, this is this, this is a whole other show. This is yeah. Don't get started. Um, Joey being beholden to Microsoft. Yeah, oh, yeah. and Neil being beholden to Sony. <laughs> Anus. Uh, anything opposite Microsoft is what, is what he We're about loves. ready to go into a wormhole. I'm going to have no part of this at all. <laughs> We're feeling. all about yeah. like, just <laughs> going right down into some wormhole gutter. We do it all the time. Well, so, let's, beer livery. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and you know what? Let, let's use that as an opportunity to talk about the next... Uh, the next news topic. We have the opportunity to take our picture at a Lego store and it will spit out the um, all the blocks that are necessary to replicate our portrait on like a Lego uh, uh, like, backdrop. Like, yeah, backdrop. Yeah. It's really, really, it's kind of neat actually. And Jose actually uh, in the Geek 30 Happy Hour community provided this story for us to review. And the last story, shout out to Sam who reviewed that one um, and sent it to us. So this, it includes a 48 by 48 stud gray base plate, um, five colors and a brick separated. Like it, it's got like an entire thing that you can. I think you um, choose what colors you want it to print out, and then it just drops all the colors into a box. You take it home. It takes you about three hours, and you build your own portrait, literally. Oh, yeah. So okay. like, yeah, and you, it gives you, you a printout of your face, so you know where to put all the pieces. It's got like a yeah, like you go into a photo booth, and it's like takes a picture, and then it uses the magic of the technology to <laughs> to say, hey, this is where each block goes. What do you guys think about this? Are you guys enough Lego nerds like JoJo and me to do something like this? 
No, not really. I'm too like scared of stepping on them. This is the kind of thing you frame and put on the wall, so you shouldn't you shouldn't step That's on it. That's true, but is it like how how thick is it? That's what I want to know. You know, like, I bet you it's like it's just, just that one, just, that just I one want. Lego. Just yeah. One Lego. Well, it's it's the base plate and then one Lego on top of that. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I mean, I guess that's okay. It's like really it, pixelated. It looks like very night, like early night, like late eighties. It's like looks very artistic. Yeah. <laughs> it looks very artistic. What about you, Neil? Would you do something like this? I think what we should do is combine the first story with the second story. So I have a robot that shows up at my front door, <laughs> and then I, st- I open the door, and he takes a picture of me, and this 3D printer starts sprinting out Lego blocks, and I get my portrait right at the front door. Dude, that's brilliant. Or would it be a portrait, or would it be a bust at that point? If it's 3D printing you... Let's, well, we could do both. Yeah, let's okay. just... I mean, yeah. pick A, Why B, or yourself? C. Yeah, <laughs> or all of the above. All of the above. Can it 3D print me some beer, like, and deliver it to my house? That would be gross. It'll print, 3D print you the mug. It still has to get yeah, the beer in Taste good. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck in your teeth. And, yeah. in, and in order to do this, you need to go to London, spend 99 pounds, I think it was, yeah. 99 pounds, um, at, at their specialized location. Uh, that, that so they what, like $113 or something like that? I mean, while we're there, we can drink some great ESBs, kind of like what they got Some here. Boddingtons. Some Boddingtons. Boddingtons. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love me some Boddingtons. Get some uh, police boxes out there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get some Get some Doctor Who. I mean, that's worth it. Yeah. Doctor there. Who is like a real person in London, right? Like, I just think about all the stereotypes and I just indulge in it. Like, that's that's all real, right? They do Absolutely. the same thing to us, so that's yeah. fine. we'll call spade a spade. Like, we just smell like french fries to them or something. That's fine. Freedom fries. Freedom fries. <laughs> I'm sorry, freedom fries. Sorry, everybody. Freedom fries. Everybody got really, really mad at me when I said french fries. Um, yeah, so, I mean, would you go to London to do this? You're a world traveler, Neil. I'm not a world traveler, but I would, sneak out, of, I would sneak out of London and sneak over the border into Scotland to start finding all oh, of the yeah. single malt scotch distilleries. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Especially over in the Isla region. Islands region. Isla. Yeah. Isla yeah. of Isla. So uh, Scotland, just you just go there for the for the scotch. For the scotch, the culture, the history, the mythology. It is a cool place. I've, I Would told, you bring your portrait with you? No. Okay. The bagpipes. <laughs> no, he, he the told you. He would kill love. Yeah, bagpipe Ta- music. What is it? Tattoo? Ta- I think there's like a huge bagpipe, bagpipe festival that goes on there like yeah. in June. Ooh. Anyways, that's worth really? it just for that. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I didn't know about that. That's awesome. Yeah. That is really yeah. cool. Um, yeah, fun story, though. I thought that that was really neat. You can check this out. Uh, we'll have it on the show notes. If you guys are in London listening to us, go check this out. Let us know what you I'm gonna think. I'm going to take my uh, 4K TV off the wall and put that above my fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I would do it, though. I, I think I would. Like, if I if I happen to be in London, I wouldn't go to yeah. London just for this. I would go there for the beer and then this. But I would. Um, and the history, and then et cetera. take advantage while I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So would yeah, there be some fine. sort of little shrine to you and people come and worship? Before your logo, the, the well, not a lot of people go to my condo as it is already. So it'd just be me. But it, 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 <laughs> it could change has a if you chair put it up. and a big ass TV. Yeah, that's basically yeah. all it is. <laughs> and video game joking. <laughs> and multiple video game systems. And, and are all those video game systems hooked up to your 4K TV now? Not the analog ones. Okay, my receiver enough, won't yeah. upconvert them. I'm working on that. Yeah, that's, that's in due that's time. Understandable. Yeah. What, what, what is analog? <laughs> right? Right. It's, it's right. where things work. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, um, so Get next, off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so next up in the news is uh, the new Deadpool teaser trailer for the new movie coming out 2018, right? 2018, is that what they said, Neil? It's actually a short film as opposed to a teaser trailer. That's how they're marketing it. Yeah, right. but they're marketing it also as like a teaser to like the fact that the movie's coming out. It's coming, out, yeah. Right? They're just trying yeah. to get everybody all excited. Yeah, So, um, but they said 2018 is kind of what they're tentatively thinking, right? Um, this was freaking hilarious. <laughs> I loved everything about this. 
Um, so, JoJo, your your thoughts on the trailer? Can you give us a quick recap of the trailer? I don't consider it a trailer because I actually watched it. <laughs> that, okay, all right. So the short film, can you give us a quick, yeah. uh, quick synopsis um, of the short film? So And we'll have this in the show notes, by the way, if you guys want to watch yeah. it. Yeah, Weed Wilson or uh, Ryan Reynolds, however you want to um, call him, is walking around with a black hoodie on. It's Wait got- a minute. Wade fucking Wilson. Mm-hmm. Wade fucking Wilson. That is true. Yeah, you, I stand corrected. Like the Ellen Samuel L. Jackson stands for motherfucker, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wade fucking Wilson goes around with his earbuds and takes them out. He's, I can't remember which song it is, but something inappropriate. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> something 90s. And here's somebody screaming for uh, help. So he goes to a phone booth, of all things, in New York and starts to change. And it takes a painfully long time to change. And while he's still in the phone booth, someone gets shot. And he gets out. It's like, well, shit. <laughs> and it's an old guy who's shot. He's dead in, yeah. the, in the alleyway. And they're and- arguing the entire time that he's changing. And he even calls his like agents like, hey, do you, is this guy here the guy who like always helps him with his costume? Because he's not... He, he needs and a, Neil's an extra favorite hand. thing about all that yeah. was Ryan Reynolds' butt yeah. all up on that phone. <laughs> no, that was uh, not my glass. favorite part. That was your favorite Jeez. part, Alex. Wait, did you I show mean, it? That'd fun. be my favorite part. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna oh, hell yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> the, the best part was the end when Deadpool goes and lays a, over the dead guy's body and starts perusing through his bag of groceries and eats his Cherry Garcia ice cream while he's laying <laughs> yeah. on the dead guy. You expect, so you expect the, the trailer to end or the short story to end because like, oh, that's gross. He's not going to get up from that. But it keeps going. He lies down, and it, it just yeah. gets funny. And, he, and he's talking to the dead guy the entire <laughs> yeah, time. Exactly. Very irreverent, <laughs> oh, appropriately yeah. so. And also, did you guys uh, notice the there was there were Logan? Yeah. Like, like, made a couple trail, Logan references. Yeah. Logan, yeah. Logan on a marquee. Ever. Logan on a poster. Yeah. At one point, his, Logan would have made it. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about like he was talking in uh, Hugh Jackman's voice and on an Australian accent, and <laughs> talking about Logan and all this other stuff. I mean, and at the Ryan end with Reynolds, the, the credits, there's a. Um, was it a book report on old man in the sea? And it is hilarious. It's yes, done in his, his yes. opinion. Yeah, he definitely has a he has, he definitely has a hard on for uh, for Wolverine slash oh, yeah. Jackman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. who so, doesn't? Uh, you know, <laughs> Neil. I know that I know that you're a big Marvel fan. So I mean, are you excited to see the new Deadpool movie whenever it comes oh, out? Yeah, the first one was hilarious. I, I think I it's one laughing. of my favorites. Yeah. I think it's one of my favorite it's Marvel. Very movies. well, it's not a it's Marvel, not Marvel studio. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Characters licensed you know, by 20th Century Fox from Marvel, but it's So still who produced it? Was it the same people that have done, like, all the Marvel movies? No, or was it's 20th it complete, Century Fox. It was completely separate. Yeah. yeah. Not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. It doesn't have that same, like, sort of characteristic of, like, all the movies in the MCU, yeah. I think. Yeah, the only thing they're allowed to connect to is you noticed all the references were just to the rest of the X-Men. Right. Yes. Professor Xavier. The, he made the reference to, like, which, which Professor Xavier, right? Is it Stewart or is it... You know, when, when <laughs> McAvoy, McAvoy, when <laughs> yeah. when uh, what's his face was dragging him down the street, and he's like trying to figure out because this is so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that always running to you too? <laughs> this big ass house. <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't afford any more X. Right, exactly. I mean, that was a brilliant. Now, Randy, did you you saw the first? Deadpool, Deadpool, right? Of course. What do you think about that movie? Yeah, I love that movie. It was hilarious. I mean, Ryan Ryan Reynolds did such a good job. And Got it. perfect Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, I've never read any of the comics, but just from the movie, I'm definitely interested in that. Um, yeah, just like all of like the slow motion. Yeah. You know, it was very. I don't know. It was it was cool. It was like really like viscerally like fun to watch. 
it was like raunchy, dirty. It was yep. kind of like everything you expected it to be. So, now, are you, yeah. so you're excited about a, a potential for a second movie? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait. Yeah. I This was, it seriously was one of my favorite, you know, just in yeah. the Marvel realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorites. So When you get shot in the ass, I think that was, that, oh, that, so that's good. when I realized it was going to be a great movie. Yeah. It was already so good. good. <laughs> at that point, it was like, yeah. <laughs> They're going with it. Absolutely brilliant. We're going we're gonna to have a, we're going to actually have the, um, the video up in the show notes. So, yes. so check that out. Um, the official one, even though it was leaked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're, it's all over YouTube, all the other places. So we'll find it. We'll, we'll give it to you guys if you haven't seen it yet. Um, and we had a great question um, from last week that we're going to get into. Uh, and we're going to get these guys' opinion on the question. All right, you ready? So here's the Geek 30 question of the week. I want to ask you a bunch of, I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Want to have them answered immediately. So last week's question was on a NASA trip to one of the newly discovered exoplanets, what would be your underrated role that no one is talking about? So we had a bunch of people chiming in in the chat room, like talking about like you know that underrated role, like who's going to pick up all the shit. That we had, gets, like, we had an overwhelming the... uh, amount of answers on Facebook, didn't we? Oh yeah, a whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of zero. Facebook. There was a big old donut <laughs> egg on Facebook. Yeah. So so think about it. If you guys were to be like on this on this planet, you guys are part of a of a crew of people to populate this planet. Um, what what do you feel would be like the most underrated thing? Diddy in the chat room was talking about how there was a a need for a brewer, you know, somebody to actually <laughs> do like brewery. Absolutely, stuff, you have you know, to you have create to do beer. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was talking about the importance of like reproduction. And Deanna, we can. Oh, she, Deanna's not here. I was <laughs> going to say Deanna, wrong yeah, building. Deanna can you know help me with that, and yeah. that'd be great. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, you know, she'd be fine with that guy. She'd be fine with that. Um, what about you guys? What do you think? Would be would be like a like a fun thing to Yeah, maybe a botanist. Maybe oh, I'd be the botanist. botanist. Yeah. Okay. I would discover all the new plants on the earth on like or the new planet grow. I would be like the gardener. I would grow the hops, the malts, the yeast that you need to brew the beer. Like know what you know? is or is not poisonous. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Kind of important. I feel like that's pretty important. Yeah. What about you, Neil? I'd have to be uh, this uh, explorer that goes and finds out all the streams on the planet that have populations of wild trout that nobody has ever fished for never seen a dry fly so i can be the first to fish for all of them oh okay all right i see you okay. see that's where my girl thing idea came into play earlier so it's got to be tasty recap right that recap that yeah <laughs> recap it Jojo, no, i would bring like, in a charcoal grill which yeah, should be go. not um green or effective whatever but you know i'm sure there's a t- bunch of tasty animals on that planet that you know we <laughs> haven't discovered yet they need to be barbecued <laughs> you know, they need exactly. to be smoked. it's fine Joe's exactly. gonna barbecue it all it's yeah fine. it's fine um all right so with that in mind i'm gonna put you guys on the spot what should next week's question of the week be give us a really good one it can be inspired oh, by by our time here at heroic aleworks it can be inspired by maybe one of the um Maybe one of the 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 question or the the news topics that we've had something like you know what would somebody bring what would somebody deliver you know via this this little robot that's gonna be <laughs> taking stuff to people's doorsteps in the future. That's well, I, really tough. I feel very inspired by all of this awesome artwork on the walls. Okay, and yeah. like just the whole like comic book vibe. So I don't know. Maybe you guys have already like asked this on the show, and you maybe you have, but if you had to have a super if you were a comic book superhero or a villain what would your superpower be okay 
Um, you know, I don't even know if we've asked that. Shit, actually, that's a pretty we have not commonsensical thing to ask. Yeah. That just, that just came <laughs> to me. I would say for me, it would be it would be like it would, it would just be flying. I would love to be able to fly places, mostly because we live in the D.C. area and fuck this traffic. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. What about you, JoJo? Invisibility. I don't want people to see me. I just want to do my shit and is not that, be bothered. Okay, is that just like in, in like a creepy old man? No, mode? I want to okay. be in my okay. data center and like nobody like you know freaking like tap me on the shoulders. I can't need this. Like no, you, no, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Leave me alone. Okay. I want to do my own thing. Okay, all right. If you say so, <laughs> creepy. All right, that's fine. Neil, what about you? My superpower would be able to assign capabilities to other people that need them. So, for example, in this case, uh, I could go to Alex and say, "Now." You're able to chug beer. <laughs> I don't. I still don't think he'll be able to. I feel like there's no, a. That's a, my power. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's got this like you know, barrier here. Don't, that, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> One of these days. Let him have this. Okay. This is why we can't have nice things. One of these days. <laughs> Randy, so what's your superpower going to be? Okay, I don't know if I would really want to do this, but just playing off of David Tennant and Jessica Jones, just because I just finished it, getting people just to like have them do what you want them to do but use it for good okay okay all right so that's like a i don't know what do you think i, I think that's, i think that'd be cool i think that's great but yeah. power persuasion yeah power, power persuasion, persuasion. And, and but it you, could be dangerous it could and, be very dangerous and you know that alex has got it on for david Tennant already oh, so. hell yeah oh my god he doesn't need power if persuasion there, if, there's exactly. a, <laughs> he doesn't. if there's a man crush that ever existed like it's between me and david Tennant. yeah i'm really excited best. he's gonna be at awesome con Yes. Uh, my, yeah, That's it's the second reason why I need to go yeah, there. Well, so, so my, because Deanna hit me up and, and she was, and she told me about that. I was like, oh my God, no now freaking you have to way. Go. Yeah. Hey, no you know, excuse. we're going to have like a two month old at that point. <laughs> I was like, what are the chances? Will be two months old? Take, will be one month old? I could take my baby girl. I don't know. It'll it's be like, in June, right? Well, yeah, I, I'm gauging anywhere between like mid April to. You know, yeah, that's true. Okay, if fair she enough. She comes early. She, yeah. She's my, you know, Deanna came like two weeks early, so <laughs> and I was Supplies. two weeks late. So, <laughs> right, mom? How late was I? <laughs> yeah, a, a week and a half. I was a week and a half. Late. I was a week late too. It's okay. <laughs> it's supposed to be a boo baby. I was not, so no, it's okay. No, it's not good. Um, Are you gonna bring your baby to Awesome Con? Yes, you should. To. I kind of want to. Yes. But then my wife dress her like, up, yeah, but please. Like, she's like as the tenth doctor. <laughs> oh my god! You should. That'd be so cute. Oh shit, Deanna, you hear that? <laughs> Deanna, shit, she's not here. Uh, Alex Deanna. has a lot of issues right now because you know with the the baby coming soon, you know he's not able to commit to anything. Like we were just talking the other day that. Joey and I are going to be going to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two I'll without him. I'll take your place, him. Alex. It's okay. You're invited. There yeah. you go. You're Done. invited. Yeah. Don't you, know, you feel even worse? <laughs> I'll take for Alex. Team. Do you feel uh, worse now? I mean, <laughs> I just hate you all a lot. But you know what? Greater feel, good. Feel greater the love. Good. Feel the love. Well, yeah. I mean, with the baby, you should dress her up with something small. So like Yoda, R two D two, baby Groot, baby Groot. You should actually make her like the R2-D2 like t- like in tin and just put her in there and just keep her in there all day. <laughs> It'd be great. It's like a babysitter. That's true. You hear all this, Deanna? You, know, you push I know it you as listen. a stroller. Rindy's got all the answers, right. Deanna. You hear this? I should write a book. The first words Alex is going to teach his kid is, I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> most, most likely it's going to be, damn it, Finn. Just like that. My dog, Finn, who is always screaming. I still give up. it six months before he calls uh, his daughter his dog's name instead. Yeah, it's it's going to be a dad thing. It's going to happen. It's going to be a mix-up name thing. It's going to happen. Well, let us know what your favorite superpower is going to be if you become a superhero. 
Um, you can email us, geek30podcast at gmail.com, or write in on all of the Facebooks and the Twitters. And with that, JoJo, I think we should end the show. And So where can people reach us? www.geek30.com um, is our website. It has links to everything. At Geek30 on Twitter. And uh, 443-424-3350 for voicemail. YouTube and Facebook, search for Geek30 Happy Hour and we'll pop up. Absolutely. Remember to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That certainly helps. And uh, like JoJo said, Geek30.com is where all the goodness is. You can click support the show and now uh, become a patron of the show. You can donate money to the show. You know, just a dollar a month helps to, to help us pay the bills. Keep, keep, keep the, the cloud charged. On. Yeah, that, that, that helps us take care of all the, you know... The, the, hosting the hosting and the yeah all the things so that certainly helps and we appreciate all the love thank you to, to heroic ale works for hosting us here today it's been a blast and then when they had to go to work thank you to rindy and neil for stepping in yes cheers guys always fun cheers, cheers. can't cheers with an empty glass oh, <laughs> cheers. Okay. Cheers. there you go all right so until next time why don't you say bye to the nice people rindy oh bye nice people there you go farewell geek 30 thank you so much for geeking out with us see ya How lot. where are you now? So I'm at the episode where You're in season two. Um, the aunt just died. Who? The the aunt the uh, her aunt just died. Yeah. So you're in season two. No, season one still. Oh, I thought you said Flash. You, I thought no, you'd no, no, already no, no, met no. Superman. No, 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 no. Uh, at the very, very beginning of that season, she's she's constantly trying to up herself. Oh, oh, okay. So you're you know in, what I'm you're saying? still in season one then? Yep. Because in season two, we actually meet Superman the first two episodes. Yes, and I, which I'm aware of. Okay. That's not a spoiler, but yes. I, I went ahead and read ahead of. Yeah. Of course he did. <laughs> Is that like your main point of contention between your relationship? Like he like reads ahead, and you're like, no, I don't not even watch the trailers. Up at, at all? Yeah. So, you know, I am. We're building a secret chamber somewhere just for JoJo, so that because an underground lair. He, 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 right, he doesn't ever want to see trailers no. before the movie. So we're gonna build, we're building this really, like, this, this, this really, chair. like at all, at all. Yeah, we're, no, I've been spoiled too many times. After episode one, I was like, I'm done. We're we're building a chair. And he'll be forced to sit in it, and he'll his, he'll be strapped in his legs, his ankles, so he can't move. And then we'll have this thing forcing his head forward, and then we'll like have these the little devices that prop his eyelids open, and then we'll play the trailer, and he has to watch it. You just give him eye drops. He can't look away. He can't look away. So what was it in episode one that? that did it by the time I watched episode one I had basically watched the entire movie you had not yeah, stop it I basically it. watched the whole no, movie you have wait was there like work. a moment in a trailer where you were like whoa that so was like a big there was spoiler. coverage for like E.T. there was coverage for like Hollywood Axes there was coverage that, back when my parents like watched all that yeah, fun stuff yeah. there was trailers there was this there was that and so by the time you actually watch it was like eh you know we, we argue it's about this very all underwhelming the time. we yeah. argue about this all the time here I'm gonna so you sound a little far away. We argue about this all the time. There we go. Sound better? <laughs> yeah, that's better. All right. Getting that sense. So yes. Alex and I attack Joey about his status, his, his stance on, on trailers. It's <laughs> <sighs> the worst. I know. I had a joke about Supergirl, it's but it's not a, loading. Hold on. Such a wiener about it. <laughs> yes. Okay, you guys ready? Yep. Sure.